Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Paul Dottino with you on the Giants huddle with Giants Super Bowl champion Victor Cruz following the 20-20 MetLife Stadium tie against the Washington Commanders. You can always catch uh, this podcast and all of your Giants podcasts on the Giants archive at Giants.com slash podcast and all of your favorite platforms. Victor, I'm going to ask you right off the bat, have you ever been involved in a tie and what does a tie feel like if you have? I've never been part of a tie, not in any level of football, basketball, any sport I've ever played. We've always had a winner and a loser. So even me as a spectator, not obviously not playing in this one, it still feels weird. It still feels uneasy. You can tell the players, even at the end of the game, we're kind of just like, do we go shake hands? Like, how does this work? Is there another quarter? I'm sure the guys would be like, let's play another quarter and figure this thing out. But, um, but it ended in a tie. I know the Giants are, you know, kind of you know, kicking themselves a little bit as they know they left a few plays out there, a few opportunities to you put themselves in a better position to win the football game. But it is what it is, a tie, and, it's a, and it was a tough one. All right, so let me ask you to put yourself in the position of this club. They stopped the bleeding of a two-game losing streak. They are still one loss ahead of Seattle and Washington in the race for wildcard spots. So even though it may not taste so good right now, mathematically speaking, you could make a case that they're actually better off than they were this morning. Well, yeah, everything's still in front of us. And and I think that's the best part. That's where you want to be as a football team is having all your goals still in front of you, still attainable. But, you know, it's up to you to make those things happen. It's up to us to go out there and win these football games. Got a couple division games coming up for us to put our best foot forward and get some wins in the division, which will help us overall. Um, but it's it, it'll just be interesting to see where we, where we go, how this uh, how this season shapes out. But those division games are always important. Let me ask you one question about Washington because they're going to have a bye next week while the Giants play a very rugged game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Lord knows how that schedule worked out, but that's the way it is. It's reality. Um, what did you see today that would make you feel good if you have the Giants going to Washington in two weeks? Well, a couple of things was the precision by Daniel Jones. Obviously, had the one uh, the one fumble loss, but other than that, he played a really clean game, really efficient game. And towards the end of the game, you, you could tell they put the ball in his hands a lot to go make plays through the air and really take control of this offense. So I'm happy in that, and I'm happy in this defense. I mean, this defense has been, has played well all year long, and they were able to get some key stops when they needed to. Thibodeau got on there and almost had a safety. I mean, this front seven was really coming after the quarterback, and that's what you love to see as a Giants fan and as a fan of this team overall. 
Now, Saquon Barkley ran for 60-something yards on nearly 20 carries. Not exactly typical of what Barkley had done earlier in the season. Did you think it was enough to say that the running game is functional, or do they still need some work? Well, I think it's up and down, and I think the thing about a run game is that there has to be balance, right? There has to be some balance between the run and the pass in order to keep these teams honest so you have those opportunities that you can create in the run game and vice versa. So it's been a little bit up and down all year long as far as the passing game is concerned, which leads teams to kind of stack the box and key in on Saquon a little bit more, uh, which says enough about him. I mean, still obviously getting over the 1,000-yard marker this, this, uh, this game, still having those games where he's – um, the focal point and trying to be the best person on the field on, on that offense that he can be um, and, and keep doing things in the right direction. So I do believe that this team has some things that are positive and that Saquon and Daniel Jones, that combination, especially throughout the run game, when they start those RPOs and keep this off, these defenses off balance, good things typically come from them. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's talk about the receiving core for a minute. We know how thin the room is. Uh, Darius Slayton, late in the game, tripped, stumbled, and it cost him a huge catch, which would have put the Giants in Washington territory. But nonetheless, he had 90 yards again uh, through the air, came up with uh, six grabs. And knowing that he is the most accomplished receiver by far in that room, he is still finding ways to make some plays for this team. Yeah, it's good to see. And one of the things I see the most is just that trust continuing to build with Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton, as well as some of the other receivers as well. I mean, Hodges had a great uh, had a great catch, some great plays down there down the stretch. So you got you're just seeing. Daniel Jones starting to trust his guys a little bit more and throwing the ball downfield, and his guys are coming down with them, especially Darius Slayton. That one pass I know he wished he could take back. You just want to see him kind of keep his back to the ball and run under it instead of turning and opening up. But, you know, he's down there running it. I'm, I'm up here watching it, so he probably saw a different trajectory. Uh, he tried to jump. Just missed time to the hair. Uh, maybe could have came down, one, came down with that one if things were different. Ultimately, when you talk about missed opportunities, the Giants are going to look back at the eight-play, 90-yard touchdown drive by Washington that did send the game into overtime with a minute and 45 to go, uh, tying it at 20-20 when Dotson caught a 28-yard pass on a crossing route and then broke a tackle and then goes all the way into the end zone. The Giants have been so good this year about limiting missed tackles. That one cost them seven points. Yeah, that one showed that you know our defense is human, and, and guys, you know, guys get paid on the other side too. Uh, Dotson made a great play, nice spin move to get upfield and get into the end zone. Uh, but for us to be that team that we want to be, we got to come up with those stops. We got to come up with those big stops. We got to continue to, you know, uh, stop the opposing team and give the ball back to the offense and give them another crack at it. So 
I'm sure that's something Coach Wink will be preaching about th- throughout this week into the, into the next week. Uh, but those are plays that, that we got to have as a, as a team in general. Another situation for missed opportunities. The Giants did have the ball three times in overtime. Got inside Washington territory twice and did not get the points they needed to win the game. Of course, Gano was short on a 58-yard field goal. Uh, he said they needed to go another five yards into that end of the building, given the conditions, in order to have a real chance to make it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you know, the operation looked good. It, it was just weird. It kind of felt like it didn't come off his foot right. Or, you know, we've been watching him all year long, and even last year, his kicks have always been money. He's always been one of one of the more consistent kickers uh, in the National Football League. So you always trust what he says. But you could just, I don't know, maybe it's just me watching from my vantage point. It just looked like it came off his foot a little weird. It a was little, low. It was definitely low, which tell. is which is uncharacteristic for him. So. You know, who knows? The weather's a little bit colder than usual, a little bit more nippy. Obviously, we're here playing December football in New Jersey, which which I love personally. But, uh, but yeah, I'm sure it's one he wishes he could maybe hit a little differently or get it up in the air a little bit more so it has a little bit more trajectory towards the field. Yeah, I never – I was on the field. I never heard the pop yeah, when, he, when he hit it. Same. And and that's uh, – it just didn't look good coming off his foot. All right, let's talk about a couple of individual guys here, though. Important. Aziz Ojolari comes back, only plays his third game of the season, been battling. That, that calf injury for most of the year has a big strip sack and a fumble recovery. He could really help this pass rush. 100%. I mean, anybody, as long as you're getting more guys going after that quarterback, more healthy guys, more depth at those positions, coming after the quarterback, especially down the stretch here towards the end of the football season, uh, the regular season that is, it's, just, it's only going to help us. It's only going to help this team. It's only going to provide more. Uh, you know, quarrels for the offensive line. Who are we going to key on? We can't double anyone. We have to chip. We have to be creative on how we do things because between Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, we have playmaker after playmaker in that front line that get that can get to that quarterback in a major way. And uh, hopefully they continue to do that as the season progresses. For the last month, Kayvon Thibodeau has had more and more of an impact. Now today, he gets a sack in overtime inside the one I wasn't even sure if he had almost gotten that safety when, when he when he dropped the Heineke, but uh, that that's a huge play by an impact player and and one you got to have. Absolutely, and, and it seems like he's making those timely plays, right? Like those plays you need when our backs are against the wall or we need that big play. He's coming in and making that big play for us. So we just want him to continue to learn. It looks like he's coming into his own now. He looks comfortable out there. He's starting to understand what this league is and what's being asked of him as a football player. And I think he's really, really looking comfortable and providing that spark um, that this defense needs, you know, week in and week out, playing and play out. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What have you seen from uh, the rookie linebacker? Uh, McFadden wound up with nine combined tackles in this one. He's been playing a lot over the course of the last month on the inside, and it looks like he's starting to understand things a little bit better. Yeah, it definitely looks like. Uh, I think he's instinctual. I think you see him a lot of the times where he just sees the ball and he's attacking. And I think that's what you want out of your guys. That's what you want out of this defense. When you see the ball and you see a crease, you see a lane to go in there and make a play. Don't hesitate. Attack it and make the play. Yeah, he's become a big part of this defense. All right, now I got to talk about a guy who's come back from adversity, and you know all about mm-hmm. that. Tight end Daniel Bellinger mm-hmm. down in Jacksonville gets jammed in the eye, cracks his orbital bone and everything. They're not sure when he's going to come back. And now here it is, early December. He's back. He's making plays. He's out there throwing blocks. The admiration you must have for a guy who has come back from that kind of injury. Big time, of course, man. Anytime a guy misses play, anytime a guy misses because of injury reasons, especially something to your eye, which is like, obviously, without your eyes, you can't do anything on the football field. You can't be as successful as you would want to be. But for him to come back from that probably somewhat earlier than scheduled or going out there feeling good, saying he can play, um, it just shows who he is. It shows his character. It shows the type of character that, you know, the Giants organization, the type of guys they like to have in our locker room, guys that are, you know, willing to put themselves on the line, willing to do anything for this football team and put their character above all. And I think Bellinger exemplifies that. Now, he's going to have to play with a visor, and he said it's a little different, got to wipe the sweat off and so forth. I don't know if you ever tried to play with a visor or not, but what do you think the biggest thing is that he's got to get used to? Um, I played with a visor towards the end of my career. I mean, yeah, it's about the, you know, the sweat. Every time you move around, it gets a little bit more sweaty than usual. Um, but other than that, it's pretty cool under there, man. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's pretty good. And, it, and the one thing he can bank on, he won't get poked in the eye again. You know yeah. what I mean? He can bank on that. Um, but he'll figure it out. It's just a, a little bit of a change of wiping your helmet down every time you get on the sideline or different parts of the throughout the game. But, but other than that, he, he should be fine. He'll adjust. All right, final thing. Offensive line-wise, uh, I've been saying all week, I thought this was the best five they could put on, on the line mm-hmm. between Thomas, Gates, Feliciano, Glowinski, and Neal. Uh, what did you see? Because it was the first time this combination had actually played a game. I saw some continuity there. You can see... Uh, that those guys do their jobs at a high level. There were some ups and downs, you know, kind of throughout the game. But for the most part, they held their own, um, and they provided a spark. They provided some time for Daniel Jones to make the make those throws downfield, especially in the second half where it looked like we were depending on Daniel Jones just a little bit more, uh, putting the ball in his hands and making him throw some balls, throw some footballs down the field accurately, which he did. And he had ample time in the pocket to do so. So kudos to that offensive line. Now we just need some consistency there. Hopefully those guys can stay together for a long time and uh, and make sure that they stay healthy, which is the most important part. By the way, final thing before we let you go, Daniel Jones did run more today than he has in the last few weeks. Uh, he no longer has that wrapper, that brace around his left leg, which I have a hunch may have had something to do with it. How much more do you think he's got to keep running like this the rest of the way? I think he has to. I think he has to just continue to take what's being shown, what's being put in front of him. I think he understands he's doing a much better job this year of taking what's in front of him, not trying to force a ball downfield, not trying to hold the ball an extra three, four seconds to make the bigger play and risking something negative happening. I think he's understanding that trust my first read, believe what I see with my eyes, and if it opens up, if it gashes, then use your legs and do what you know how to do best. All right, that is Super Bowl champion Victor Cruz as the Giants tie the Washington Commanders 20-20 to here at MetLife Stadium. You've been listening to the rapid reaction for the Giants huddle, and you can catch this podcast and all of our podcasts on Giants.com slash podcasts and all of your podcast platforms everywhere. So long, everybody.
You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details.